0: Happy 2023, baby.
1: Can we believe it's Uh, 2023? Like, I
0: I, I cannot wrap my head around it.
1: I do not acknowledge time. (laughs) It's like there are, like, first words of books that are very important. It's like, in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. Let there be light, blah, blah, blah. blah." And then also the second most important book in pop culture, Mariah's memoir, saying, I don't acknowledge (laughs) time as the first line.
0: I do feel like it was inevitable that you would reach a point in your life in which you also didn't acknowledge time. So I'm glad to know that twenty twenty three is the date. That <laughs> that's the year where like time is out the window for Matt Steele.
1: Every day from now on will be one <laughs>
0: We are putting the marker on it now. This episode of Two Game Mats is brought to you by Liquid IV.
1: Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier that is powered by CTT. Really easy. Just put the powder in, mix it with water, and it works two times faster than just drinking water alone. Yes. And it has three times the amount of electrolytes than any other sports drink. And the flavors are great. I've tasted four flavors so far. Lemon, lime. Map home Lemon, limes, lemon lime's my Lime is We love it. Passion Fruit, the Apple Kombucha, which I love Kombucha. Iconic. And the Vitamin C, the uh, one that gives you good immunity. And I thought all of the flavors were great.
0: And I've got to tell you, I just went to Vegas to a friend's bachelorette party and uh, someone brought a liquid IV with them and before we went out for a big party night, I had a liquid IV, drank a lot that evening and woke up sans hangover and I think there's nothing better than that. And
1: you look great too. Oh, I think so. you, you look, look great too. Thank you. I'm very,
0: And that makes all the difference, doesn't it? So if you want liquid IV for yourself, go to the website and uh, use promo code 2GAYMATS, TWO, no spaces, and you'll get 20% off your purchase and free shipping.
1: Sounds like a plan to me.
0: You got to do it. Get in with liquid IV. You're going to love it. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Two Gay Mats podcast, and this is our first podcast of the new year. Happy New Year to you, you all. We're actually recording this on New Year's Day, like the great Taylor Swift song from Reputation, an album she released. And we are so excited to be here with all of you today and to be back in the saddle. We took a week. Was it just one week off of the podcast? Why does it feel longer? It Because it was. Like, it's
1: like one week that we didn't do it. Like, there was one Sunday that we didn't do it, but that is, like, sandwiched in between two full weeks. Weeks. Right. You know, like that's I, how math works, kind of ish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true. And this is the first time we've like live streamed in like a couple of weeks. So if we're a little rusty, if we forget our words, please don't be too harsh on us. We're just getting back in the saddle. As they say.
1: If, if we forget our words, like uh, like we have a script in front of us.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hated that one. But did I tell you when I was in arsenic and old lace in, it must have been ninth or 10th grade? You were in my arsenic and old lace? I was. I was the cop. <laughs> Oh, my God. I know. And I forgot my lines on stage. And then Ro, who was like the lead guy, had to tell me like through he was like bound by like a bandana and he had to like mouth it to me. I still remember that. That was tough.
1: Hey, Prince Charles coming in to save the day yet again.
0: For those of you who don't know
1: that this we're referring to Prince Charles from Diana the Musical.
0: Yes, exactly. He was uh, in my class in high school, and we were in plays together. He always got the leads, which I found rude at the time, but it's like, "Eh, I can't act. (laughs) What can you do?
1: (laughs) You're a very good actor. Get out of here. I'm not.
0: I'm not. Matt Steele. Yes. How are you? How have you been these past couple of weeks?
1: I've been good. As you can see, I'm in front of my Christmas tree in New Jersey. Um, mm. I don't know. I, I've been home for almost two weeks now, and I've been having a really, really good time. Obviously, I celebrated Christmas with my family. I had a really nice time. Mm. Had the Christmas Eve party at my place, had the Christmas night party at my aunt and uncle's place. It was essentially the same people gathering, like, two separate days like at different places mm. but um yeah it was really nice i it, it's been a very very relaxing vacation very pleasant i will say it's been very very sunny in new jersey even though it's been oh cold. that's good yeah and like having there be sunshine even if it's like freezing cold like is still like mm. so helpful um in terms right. of setting the mood i guess um but yeah it was nice uh i i you know saw my Cousin who I like, cousin and like his kids who I haven't seen in a while. It's funny. I um, actually, his daughter, my cousin's daughter, is a big Taylor Swift fan, and okay. uh. I asked, you know, what did you get? Because I know she got a record player and she got right. two, two vinyls. And I was like, oh, what did you get? And one of those vinyls was Taylor Swift. And I Was it Midnight's? It was. Well, I asked my cousin. I was like, what Taylor Swift did you get her? And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, well, what do you mean you don't know? And he was like, it was the yellow one. It was yellow. And I'm like, yellow. So I looked online and one of the vinyls is yellow. And so then I asked my cousin. I was like, did you get her the clock? And he was like, what are you talking about? And so I asked Mm. my cousin's daughter, I was just like, so like, are you going to ask for the other vinyls? And she was like, oh, yeah, because I only have two so far referring to (laughs) this Midnight's vinyl. And uh, I think she got Conan Gray was her other vinyl. And she's like, and, and so and I've already listened to them. All the way through already. So now I need more. And so, from listening to that, I gathered she does not know about this clock situation. Did you tell her? No, I threatened my cousin. I was like, if you don't do everything, if you're not nice to me and you don't do everything I want these uh, on Christmas night, and you don't like go and get me a diet coke or whatever, I'm gonna tell Mm. Lily that there are actually four vinyls and a clock piece, baby, and you're gonna have to pay for all of that.
0: I'm glad that our Taylor Swift knowledge can be used as weapons against your family now. I think it's really a good evolution for all of us. Listen,
1: as she has told us, she is a mastermind.
0: Hello. That's a great song, by the way. Oh, it's great. I feel like since we first listened, it's grown on me.
1: Oh, yeah. And she knows how to weaponize literally anything. (laughs) To get what she wants. <laughs> so t- I, I'm just inspired by Taylor this Christmas. And you
0: learned from the best.
1: Yeah. And no, I had another great time. Saw my friends from high school. Their kids had New Year's Eve at my house. It was nice. What did you do, Matt Palmer?
0: Matt Steele, I told you before we started recording that I think I could make you a little proud with what I've done over this break. What did you do? And What I did was consume so much content and watch several movies. Which ones? And some TV shows. I saw Black Panther 2.
1: Okay. I'm seeing that tomorrow, actually.
0: Okay. Well, I won't spoil it, but it's very good. I enjoyed it. I just saw I Want to Dance with Somebody, the Whitney Houston biopic, Mm -hmm. with our friend Corey a few days ago. Uh... It was essentially a, like, if you've, what what I wanted to do after watching that is that Whitney has a posthumously released, like, greatest live performances CD and DVD, and a lot of the vocals and the things they used in the film were from those performances, and so it just was, like, a great commercial for that live CD and DVD experience. Is it a good movie? Like, it's... It's very paint by numbers. It's very like okay, the Houston family is behind this, so we're making her mom look like pretty nice throughout, even though we know the truth. <laughs> and but I will give them; they did talk about Robin. Robin was very integral to the storyline, the plot. Robin, uh, like the sweet, the Swedish singer, what? <laughs> no, Robin is like her, like lesbian lover. Oh, Not Robin, Robin like Rob. Robin Crawford, Robin yes, her they friend. Were like, Her Her friends. Yes, so they were friends. But, like, I would think they'd kind of want to scrub that out because you never know with Sissy and all of them involved, and it was very much a part of the storyline. It's just, like, remember that Lifetime Whitney movie? It's on par. Like, it's better shot, and Stanley Tucci is Clive Davis in this, so, like, you know, more money was spent. But it's the same idea. Just, honestly, just listen and watch those live performances that she does, and uh, that's all available to you on uh, Spotify, I believe, and you will hear the brilliance, because, like, the first few things that were sung were not using Whitney's real vocals. And I was like, I fucking hate this. I realize this is someone doing a Whitney impression, and it's close. But as soon as they got to those stems, as soon as they got to those live performances, I'm like,
1: I'm crying. <laughs> this is so well, and I hear, so, Nao- I hear Naomi Aki is very good as well.
0: She does a great job. Yeah. Like, her, like, she inhabits Whitney in a very real way. So I don't think anyone needs to rush out and see the film, but there are good things about it. Uh, I saw Glass Onion, uh, the Netflix, you know, film. Have you seen that one yet? Yeah, I saw it in theaters a month ago when it was in theaters. Oh, right. Loved it. I loved it. it. I feel like people were going back and forth. I thought the the twist was exciting. Janelle Monae, I thought, did a great job. Um, I was into it. Saw Matilda. (laughs) Loved (laughs) Matilda. (laughs) I know. I feel, I mean, maybe it'll come up again later, but my God, what, like the, the show itself is so beautiful. The, Every song is gorgeous. You know how I feel about Naughty. (laughs) Like, what a great song. Oh, Naughty. but, Uh, but but, But when I grow up, I was so affected. I was so unbelievably affected by that scene in the film, the song, the performances, the dancers, like everything was amazing. It also like reminded me like, whoa, Matilda's a dark fucking story. Like, yeah. I realized that Emma Thompson was like very, you know, had a lot of prosthetics on and was being like, you know, harsh as Miss Trunchbull. But I was like, this is almost too hard for me to look at. Like, this is not like fun and, you know, children friendly to me. Like, I-, I was frightened as an adult. Well, and I told you, like, because, you know,
1: for those of if you didn't catch the podcast, I guess like two weeks ago, um, Matilda blew my mind. I absolutely loved it. And I cried throughout like all of it. Um, But I'm such a huge fan of the stage show. And Mm. the stage show is like so much darker. Like the stage show is is really twisted and like fucked Mm. up. And so when this movie came out and I saw that this is a little more brighter, a little less scary, a little more PG, I I was a little worried. But like, I had nothing to be worried about because, like, even though it is less scary than the the stage show, um, it still just translated so brilliantly. Um, But, yeah, it's funny when people, like, see the movie and they're like, it's so dark. And I was just like, baby, this was nothing.
0: I don't know. I was more frightened than I expected to be. Also, the actress who plays Miss Honey is just like a phenomenon. My heart every time I see her I want to burst into tears. Like I love her. I love her. I love the show and love the film. The editing um, of that
1: moment, the editing of that moment. You remember? Wait, which moment? Her song. The ed- oh. when when you see, I mean no spoilers, but like yes. When you see. Yes. When you see. Yes. When you see. Yes.
0: yes. You see. yes. Um okay. <laughs> I also saw another Emma Thompson film. Um, I think it was Good Luck to You, Leo Grande. Oh my God,
1: I've been wanting to see it for so long and I've never gotten the chance.
0: It's so good. It is literally the smallest, most intimate performance between Emma Thompson and this very handsome young man whose name I don't know. And it's about basically she is a person that is uh, newly widowed and has never had an orgasm. So she hires a sex worker and their relationship and what happens with that. It is so lovely. And you know, I mean, my feelings on the last five years, my feelings about a a two-person cast. Like, let's just investigate these two people and their relationships with one another. Lovely, lovely, lovely. And uh, uh, the last two are TV shows that I watched in full because there was only one season. I watched uh, Severance, which is the Adam Scott show on Apple TV Plus, where basically people have been implanted where they can split their minds into two separate parts. One is like, oh, all of my memories and all of my knowledge is at work. But as soon as I go up this elevator, I become a person again. And all of my memories are about my personal life. And I have no idea what I even do at my job. Mm -hmm. And it's. Very interesting. It's also very dark. It's also like... once The thing is, you initially think... It's like, oh, I don't think I would do that, but maybe it would be okay. And you watch like three episodes and it's like, if you do this, you're a monster. (laughs) Like, never do this. Because you have to think about like what the... They call them innies, the people that like part of your brain that is doing the work. That's all you do. You go up that elevator and the next thing you know is you're going down the elevator back to work. You don't know what you're doing at the job. It's just like... And they're treated so cruelly. I don't know. I just... It's a great show and I could recommend it. Um, And lastly, I want to talk about Fleischman is in trouble, which is another Hulu show that I watched from the beginning to end. Uh, This is uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Lizzie Kaplan and um, Adam Brody who plays a man named Seth, which was also his name on the OC. And it's about these three friends from college who basically are in their like middle approaching middle age. Like they are, have young kids, two of them and they are, their relationships are changing with their partners and, uh, Jesse Eisenberg's wife, played by Claire Danes, kind of disappears. And the whole time, I saw a tweet about this, and it's very true. The whole time, Claire Danes is like kind of a background character, kind of like appears in the flashbacks for Jesse Eisenberg. And you're like, why did she take this role? It's kind of like she's not given a lot to do, and like she's kind of painted in such a negative light. And then you get to episode seven, and you're like, holy fuck, this woman is acting her face off. And again, I'm not an actor, <laughs> but I see great performance and I can tell what it is. And it's all in the span of like an hour and 20 minutes where she goes through this incredible range of emotion. She, it's just the most brilliant performance. I would love to see her awarded for it. So, oh, damn. I, what, was this like
1: you're giving me moments early or like do you have like another thing coming up later in the podcast? Oh,
0: it might be early. I just went through everything. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I just was excited because again, I feel like maybe it's a part of the job hosting a pop culture bo- podcast to be up on like what's happening in pop culture, TV and movie wise. And I don't really do that. So it was nice to give it a go. And it was like, huh, there are some good movies.
1: Uh, yeah. You would, <laughs> oh, you know what? During like Oscar, prime Oscar season, there are some good, good movies. out There are There are some good movies. How interesting. Absolutely. Huh, who would I, have thunk?
0: I, I had no idea. <laughs> All right. So are we ready to jump into the news radio?
1: Okay, let's go.
0: All right. We were debating how to say her name. I believe it's Greta Thunberg, according to um, Matt Steele. If it's not, it is now. It is now. So... (sighs) There's this horrible person, (laughs) which I hope you've never heard of. And if you have or if anybody in your life has heard of them, make sure to steer them away from him. His name is Andrew Tate. He's a misogyny influencer, I think is right. Like he just hates women and is a Trumper and is disgusting. And he out of nowhere on Twitter, because of course Elon Musk let him back on Twitter, tweeted out, Hello, Greta Thunberg. I have 33 cards. My Bugatti has XYZ. uh, Please provide your email address so I can send a complete list of my car collection and the respective enormous emissions. It's like... This is, the, he's tweeting at this young girl who's not even paying attention to him. It's, like, not even noticeable. And she tweets back. What did she tweet? I can't even find the exact tweet. But oh, it's it was like, something yeah, like... Make- Here's my email address. It's like suck my dick at
1: whatever. Or <laughs> small, no, no, no. Dick uh, or small dick energy or small or whatever.
0: At like getalife.com. Yeah. And he responds with a video that he has produced uh, of like I don't even I of course didn't watch it because I value my time. It's it's but like it's,
1: he's sitting down and it's like the the weird Kevin
0: Spacey videos that he would post like <gasps> after every his it was his like every debacle. Christmas. Yes. Oh, we got through a holiday season without one, thank God.
1: Yeah, he's sitting there like it feels like I don't know if he's in front of a fire, but it feels like he is. He's like in pajamas and he's like, huh, my pizzas have arrived. And like these two pizzas pop up and he's like has a cigar or something. I feel if he doesn't have it feels like he has a cigar um, (laughs) and he's just like trying to like like one up her by like being cool and like it's just so gross and obnoxious and like get a life like my Truly God get a life. like the fact that you treated and her this in the first place like just at her for no like, reason get a life she has no idea who you are
0: like and why would she yeah. and the best thing about this is this all happens essentially within 24 hours he. This man is then arrested by Romanian authorities because of that video he tweeted out, because they were trying to figure out exactly where he was, and the pizza box was on the table confirming, like, oh, so you're in Romania, like, this is a local establishment, we can find where you are, and he is arrested on suspicion of human fucking trafficking. And all these MAGA people, all these misogynists who, like, hate Hillary because of Pizzagate, XYZ. You're actually influenced by an actual human trafficker, (laughs) one that's not made up. Like, how the fuck do you look at yourself in the mirror? Embarrassing. It's, and. like th- th- this is i cannot believe this
1: people aren't talking more about this like people are talking a lot about it on like twitter and everything but like the fact cuz this is such a crazy thing to happen the Insane. fact that like this stupid petty argument that he <laughs> instigated and like then he was suddenly found out through pizza boxes that like not only did he like do something illegal he is arrested for human trafficking right like one like, of the worst w- things you could one possibly of the worst do. things you
0: Exactly. This man is disgusting and revolting. And I do have this Greta tweet in response to that. She just tweets, not even at him, not replying to him. This is what happens when you don't recycle your pizza boxes. <laughs> queen! <laughs> queen, queen, queen. Oh I love God. her. I hope to never see this man again. And honestly, maybe not to ever say anything Elon is doing is right. If if this man wasn't back on Twitter, this wouldn't have happened. And this wonderful, glorious 24 hours of, like, retribution. Like, sometimes bad people go away when they should. Like, that would not have happened for all of us had it not been for that. So, Elon, I'm going to start the year off nicely. Thank you for that. <laughs>
1: <But> I, <laughs> I, well, because it's like stupid people just can't help showing their full asses. Like, he well, could he could have sat there quietly and done nothing absolutely. and, like, been his, like, like awful horrible human trafficking self like in private but no instead it's right. like i'm gonna show the world my whole ass it's and it's it the jinsha
0: thing it's like he just people just love fame so much that they don't care that they're truly criminals walking among us and the best idea would be shut the fuck up look,
1: look um listen
0: the lesson is you either
1: love crime or you love fame you can't love both <laughs> It's true, and Matt Steele loves fame. He picked a side. I, I picked the good side, guys. You did. Hopefully, That's hopefully the, the rest of you pick the the right side. Yes, <laughs> not, not, not that crime. fame is this thing we should all aspire to, but it's definitely better
0: than crime. Right, it's better than crime. You should honestly just fight for you know inner happiness and you know enough money to live happily. Sure. Okay. Uh, speaking of horrible men, Tory Lanez was found guilty. <laughs> of shooting Megan Thee Stallion. This trial has been going on, and I've not talked about it just because the responses from people on the internet, especially certain like hip-hop blogs, and honestly, people like Drake, who had some shit to say on his album about Megan Thee Stallion. It's just so disgusting that people all want to make it out that Megan Thee Stallion is lying about this event in which her story has not changed in the years since this has happened. And I, you could feel people chomping at the bit to say, oh, he was not found guilty or wasn't found guilty of all of these charges. People were actually like, I feel like some of these blogs actually were reporting that it happened before a conclusion was reached or at least announced. And he was found guilty on all counts. Canadian rapper was charged with assault with a firearm, negligent discharge of a firearm, and possessing a concealed and unregistered firearm in a vehicle. All of which he was found guilty for. I hope Megan is sleeping so calmly because I feel like her life has been fighting these allegations and fighting her old record label. And it's like, can she not just? be believed and can she not just celebrate her success like this is a person who's become one of the biggest artists on the planet in a matter of just a couple of years yeah and she's had to deal with so much bullshit from all of these people and i hope every one of you people who said something bad about megan Thee stallion drake included sends her fucking roses and apologizes. because like if it had gone the other way you'd be all oh the justice system the justice system as if it's never gotten anything wrong but let's but Everything points to him doing it, and he was found guilty. Is that not enough to believe this woman now? Yeah, like, let, ugh.
1: let's just be happy that, like, the justice system seemed to have worked, and and that he... I don't think he's been sentenced yet, right?
0: Uh, I don't know that he's been sentenced. I believe he's currently incarcerated, waiting but I don't that. believe he... I think he's waiting for the sentencing, so... Well, I mean, hey, justices served are- Truly, um... In another piece of exciting news, I didn't get a chance to watch Miley and Dolly Parton's New Year's Eve special, but I heard it was amazing and I need to watch some of the videos. But she also, in conjunction with this, has shared a teaser of her new single, Flowers, which will be released on January 13th. Um, people have pointed out that this, and I think there were posters found, uh, I don't even remember which city, but like kind of Break My Soul-esque posters with a picture of Miley and some lyrics that were basically like, I can buy flowers for myself, I can love me better than you loved me, whatever. And others have also pointed out that this song is coming out on, um, Liam Hemsworth, birthday so the birthday of her ex-husband is that a coincidence she's not Taylor Swift so maybe but probably not Um, (laughs) I'm excited I loved her last album so much and thought it deserved so much more and I hope she gets the attention and the flowers uh, for the song flowers in a couple weeks yeah I'm excited
1: too I like it there's like a visual type thing that leaked which is like her dangling from a uh, like a acrobatic uh, thing and she's in high heels and she looks hot
0: yeah, she looks great. I'm in, she's, I'm, she's
1: very... I'm digging that visual. I don't think that's like an official visual. I think that's like a leak or something, but mm, like... Okay. It looks really good. And I'm I'm happy she's releasing something because it, ever since uh, Taylor's released, I feel like no one's released anything. <laughs> like November... <laughs> that's true. And, and December's usually dry for a new release, but like I feel like right. November was just like, where where is everyone?
0: <laughs> I mean, no, the people, they didn't want to go up against Taylor. And then obviously it was Mariah season. So, oh, speaking of other shit I watched... Go to Paramount Plus and watch Mariah's Christmas special. She's had many a Christmas special, and I think this would be the best one. Joseph Kahn directed it, um, and he's the director of, uh, I believe he directed Blank Space, if I'm not incorrect, but he also did Hashtag Beautiful. He worked with Mariah and Boy I Need You. He's a great director. Always shoots her lovingly. And... Uh, she just sounds great. Like, they put together the audio from both MSG shows and also the two Toronto shows prior to, and there's a new version up than was originally aired on CBS, and it's just lovely. It's so exciting. It's so beautiful to see her with her kids and to have Brian Tanaka walk out and give her that 12 times platinum, um, you know, award, which she deserved, along with... Um, What's his name? Who? What's oh? I can't remember the guy from Pose, who's a singer. <laughs> a bit Billy, Billy Porter. Yeah, Billy uh, Porter gives is also on stage, but he's also said some shit about Mariah Carey on Watch What Happens Live that I have not forgiven him for. So hopefully she's forgiven him.
1: <laughs> oh, is there beef between Matt
0: Palmer and Billy Porter? I, I did not know this. I'm. I think he's very talented, but I didn't like. He said something about Mariah talking about one of the like Rockefeller performances where like people it went viral because she didn't do well or whatever, and he had something gross to say. So I'll forgive one day. You won't forget. I I won't forget. No. So and also am I, I
1: am I mistaken? Or like this is Mariah's like fifth Christmas special in a row. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean that's I think that's her thing now like every Christmas it is going to be a new Mariah special because I guess last year the Apple TV one was like literally two songs so that one didn't really count but she did have an Apple TV plus special in uh, the year prior so I think it must have been 2021 and it was great that was when Ariana and um, Jennifer Hudson joined on *Oh Santa*. I was hoping they would do it at MSG together but you know didn't quite happen next Christmas
1: Ariana's busy she's filming Wicked
0: that's true. She's filming one of two wickets, <laughs> so she is very busy. Uh, but she also sang half of, or, of "Miss You Most" at Christmas time, which you all know is my most underrated Mariah song, probably ever. I love that song. Um, and more happy news, specifically for me: Tina Fey has written her first screenplay since Mean Girls. <gasps> I forgot this story. She was quoted as saying, "I have a movie script that I've been working on for like 15 years and I think maybe it'll go forward. I haven't written a movie script seen me- since mean girls. Maybe it'll
1: go forward."
0: Exactly. We all need to exactly.
1: rally together and put our dollars together and what how much do I need to give you, Tina? I don't have much, I, but like it's I will I will happen. give you what
0: I can. I'm trusting that it's going to happen because, hello, we've all seen Mean Girls and what it's become. Like, I feel like any studio would be insane not to greenlight a Tina Fey screenplay that was the follow-up to Mean Girls. No? I mean, that is pressure, like it is because not
1: only because you know, Mean Girls is not only just like a hugely popular movie, it is the pop culture staple of like an entire generation of people. Absolutely, the people who are now like full fledged movie consumers, um, except for you. Um, <laughs> well, except <laughs> I except am except for now, hey, you, now are. You, are. <laughs> now you are now, you are, yes. Um, but uh, and not so, not only is th- not only does it have this legacy, but it's also be it been 20 years, like right. that's a long period of time.
0: Absolutely, and that's probably why it took her so long to uh, get it together, get it out there, and get it ready for consumption. So I'm excited. We'll keep our eye on that one. Um, Apparently, the Golden Globes are poised for a big comeback with movie and TV stars attending. Austin Butler's going to be there. um, The Fableman's team, Anna de Armas, uh, Daniel Craig and Ryan Johnson, they believe, James Cameron, just a lot of people. But I do think It's a little, are the Golden Globes usually on a Tuesday? That seems odd to me. That sure is odd. (laughs) (laughs) i was like these aren't on sundays or something they are not
1: they're usually on a sunday they're usually like the second sunday of january or like first sunday of january um but yeah so when i saw the date and i was like oh let me make sure i request off work or something Mm. and like oh wait but i'll be doing the pod like it'll be around podcast time so who knows what we'll do and then i actually checked that date and i was like oh never mind it's a
0: tuesday
1: um, it is a Tuesday, which is like the Critics' Choice Awards are usually like a Tuesday. Um, but uh, uh, I mean, hey, maybe a Tuesday will work. Uh, we'll see.
0: I guess we'll see. I'm At excited least for them there. to be back
1: because they're gla- they're I'm always glad just a fun debaucherous night.
0: I mean, I hope it's not a mess. Like, I don't know if that means I if I'm excited or not, but I do. I hope it's not a mess. Like, I hope people enjoy it and that nothing bad happens. <laughs> what bad could possibly happen? I don't know. Aren't they racist? Something racist could happen. <laughs> but
1: like that night specifically, I, I don't mm-hmm. foresee any. I don't foresee a, a slap happening. Uh, okay. Uh, but you never know We who would have thought, you know, a year ago today, we never would. Have, we would have been saying, oh, who would ever slap someone at an awards ceremony? But I know Then it happens. So you never it's know what, on the what table. Can happen. And that stage is a lot closer. Like that room is a lot smaller. So like if you want to go up on that stage and slap someone, it you have a
0: shorter distance to go. So. <laughs> so, OK, hopefully someone could stop whomever wants to start a slap moment. Yeah. And it's already been done before. You don't want to do the same thing over and over again. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Uh, Do you see that Broadway's revival of Funny Girl starring Leah Michelle, has broken the all-time box office record at the August Wilson Theater? The revival collected $2.005 million over eight performances during the week ending in December 18th. I did not know that, actually. (laughs) I mean, that's cool. So... Apparently it's happening for her and that was the whole thing is when this happened when they were changing over to her. I was like, we'll just have to see what the numbers are because I feel like she is going to have to bring in the numbers or she'll be gone too. And I guess she's bringing in the numbers. Good for her. Yeah. Um, at, On the same Broadway, Almost Famous, K-pop, and A Strange Loop recently closed due to low sales. So is it – I guess it's – obviously this show is something that Funny Girl is a show that a lot of people know a lot of different – uh, age groups know, and obviously the Leah Michelle of it all probably added to that. What, what, Matt Steele? Please fix Broadway right now. What can people do to get an original musical off the brown, off the ground, and in theaters for a long ass time?
1: Why the hell are you asking me if I could <laughs> fix, if I could fix Broadway? I never would have moved to L.A. Girl, I would have stayed. <laughs> You're in New our York. Broadway correspondent. That is like your whole thing, baby. Broadway does not want me. baby 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 i am smoking Mm. my cigarette and flicking that ashes in new york city's direction (laughs) because baby if new york city wanted me they would have come knocking on my door long ago
0: all right but we'll we'll
1: see you know that maybe devo's the musical might be coming maybe devo's the musical
0: will save broadway i'm i'm ready for it i would love that so okay i don't know if you want to talk about this later but babylon opened with just 1.4 million dollars projected weekend run was four million did it hit that four million um it had an 80 million to 90 million dollar budget i assume babylon's coming up soon but do you have any comment on its commercial success or lack thereof
1: i have no comments on babylon's (laughs) commercial success because baby i know what i saw i know what Uh i heard and i know what i felt and we will be discussing that after the
0: break just the note I'm seeing on this website, but considering the reported 80 million to 90 million budget, it's a disaster. Cinema score is C plus. Rotten Tomatoes in the toilet. No comment. <laughs> uh,
1: my comment is that Wolf of Wall Street's uh, cinema score in 2013 was lower than a C plus, and look at the legacy that that has risen to with time. And um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about my thoughts on Babylon later on in the show because I have many, uh. many, many. I have many, 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 many minutes. I could I could rant for three hours and nine minutes to go along with all three hours and nine minutes
0: and that no I spent. Everyone wants theater. that. Everyone no one does. wants that, as you can see by the numbers. Okay, so Barbara Walters unfortunately passed away at ninety-three. This happened on December thirtieth, right before the new year. It was actually we were having a party at the house when we found out it just is one of those things where like I knew she must not have been in great health because she had not been seen publicly in so long. I feel like the view hosts had like a an anniversary where like a lot of the hosts got back together and she was not there, very big missing piece. so I had a feeling she wasn't doing well ninety three is a great, wonderful, long life. She has quite the uh history as an interviewer as a journalist um she'll be sorely missed but as a as a the view watcher how did how did you feel
1: Oh, as a I, and well, the thing is, I'm not just like you know a huge The View stand. I was also a giant 2020 stand when I was a child, mm, um, because right. you know it was on right after TGIF, and so the TV always just stayed on on Friday nights, and we would learn about something mm. for an hour. Like I, I remember like learning about adult things on 2020 when I was like six years old, and it was always hosted by Barbara Walters, and I don't. And of course, we both watched the uh, Turning Points, Broadway, Search for. Uh, The next Annie together, which was iconically hosted by Barbara Walters, and just I mean, there isn't much you can say about Barbara Walters that hasn't been said because like it's not that like oh she was such a legend in you know the broadcast journalism field. It's no, she was the legend in the broadcast journalism field. Like every important topic issue was. Barbara Walters at the helm like giving us the rundown of everything that was happening and and you know she's just one of those people who you know much like Angela Lansbury who passed away a couple months ago it's like you just always kind of assumed she would always be around Um, Mm. and she was kind of just like this ageless being Um, so yeah she was very much like a, a comfort person for me because she was just always around and and so i'm excited right. i'm excited to see what they say i don't know if the view is starting back up tomorrow or if it's starting back up a week from now um but i'm interested to see like their um i imagine the whole episode is going to be dedicated to barbara Walters sure. and just I'm like sure. the the people who have are like standing on her shoulders like every woman in media is just like standing on her shoulders and will Admit that one thousand percent and I mean, hey, mm. anyone who can make Elizabeth Hasselbeck storm off the stage
0: uh, and <laughs> have a great I mean I, you're you're a, you're a queen. I stand absolutely yeah, absolutely I agree. Um, so rest in peace to Barbara our thoughts and prayers out to her family and friends. Is there any other news for idiots you'd like to discuss today? I don't believe so. All right. well, great, let's take a quick break and then we'll be back with more two
1: gay mats So this is email my heart. <laughs> Uh, this is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at 2kmats at gmail.com to a spell T-W-O. or if you are watching this online, you can comment below and say, hey, this is for email my heart, and we might answer it. So we got Just my an email. We got an email from our dear buddy Jacob, who is a longtime watcher. Um, he says, email my heart. Hi, Mats. Hope your holidays went amazing. First, I want to say thank you for throwing the talent show a few weeks ago. I was nervous to submit my song, but it ended up being a big confidence booster for me. Can't wait when you put together another one. I just want to say we had a talent show for like our patrons and everything, and Jacob submitted a song that he sang and wrote, and it was fucking excellent. And so, really Jacob, am. I hope you write more songs and send them all to us, and uh, we can bop around to them. Uh, so, So the actual question. Anyway, on to my question. I've recently been listening to Taylor Swift's Fearless album while visiting my parents in Texas for the past few days, and I can't stop listening to the title track. I think it might be my favorite on the album. Uh, so I wanted to ask each of you, what is your favorite song from each of Taylor Swift's albums, starting oh my. from their de- debut and going up to Midnight's? Yes, including Reputation, Folklore, and Evermore. Silly question, I know, but I have ADHD, so random questions like this pop in my head from time to time. Can't wait to hear your answers. Love, Jacob.
0: Okay. okay. You, do you, you start, Matt Steele, because I need to okay. walk <laughs>
1: Okay, so my – because I think I went through this in my head before we started the podcast. Uh, On self-titled, my favorite track is our song. Um, Oh. Second place is Picture to Burn. Uh, As far as Fearless goes, I want to say shout out to Jacob because he says the title track is his favorite song. And I feel like the title track of Fearless goes so unnoticed. I – like it's so underrated. I love the title track of Fearless. It is not my choice, but um, (laughs) – (laughs) I, you know, I think I'm, I'm gonna say, I mean, like, obviously, like, love story is like the classic and you belong with me and everything. But I will say my personal favorite that I just, it always like moves me so much is forever and always.
0: Oh, I love that song. Oh my god, it's
1: amazing. <laughs> Beautiful. And, and just like that ballad version, that piano version that's yes. on the deluxe is just so, so good. Speak now. Had you asked me a year ago, I would have either I would have either said last kiss or dear John. But I have to say, in the last like probably like eight months, enchanted. Has Mm. just skyrocketed in my list of Taylor Swift songs. Like it might be in my top five for Taylor Swift songs, maybe top four, maybe top three. Like, (laughs) so right now, I have to say, "Enchanted" is my favorite on Speak Now. Like, I just think "Enchanted" just, and it's something that I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm missing from her catalog. Now is like Mm. taking such a simple concept and really making it feel like a giant. Uh, like, avatar experience in a song, you know? Right. Like, something as simple as, I met this guy at a party, and I really hope he knew how excited i was to meet him
0: and please like, don't be in love with someone else just please
1: just begging please. don't be in love with someone else that's all i ask and so that song to me just the fact that you could take that tiny little moment and make it feel like the titanic of songs is just mind-blowing next okay. album uh favorite you gotta track.
0: move a little quicker we got we this. only have
1: one email my heart so this is <laughs> so it's totally fine um favorite track on red obviously is all too well favorite track on 1989 I'm going to say blank space but obviously out of the woods is very very close second favorite track on lover obviously when lover first came out I was obsessed with I think he knows but as time has gone mm. on I can't not say Cornelia Street Ooh! I Absolutely. can't <laughs> not say and obviously cruel summer is a very close second but I can't not say Cornelia Street just uh, uh um oh did I skip reputation oops um <laughs> I totally didn't mean to do that. My my favorite Oops. track on, on Reputation is, uh, ironically, New Year's Day, which mm-hmm. is funny because we're filming this on New Year's Day. Fitting. Um, then, God, she has so many albums. Um, <laughs> favorite track on Folklore is Exile. Favorite track on Evermore is Marjorie, just because I feel like it's her most, even though I don't think it's like the strongest like melodically or anything it's the song on that album that i feel the most personal connection to like i feel like she has the most personal connection to it so that's why i've always really loved marjorie also loved his the damn season but whatever um and finally
0: midnight's you're on your own kid
1: God, she has five trillion albums. She has
0: so many albums. And I feel like we have a few overlaps, which I like. Yes. Um, for the first album for me that's self-titled, I would say our song is up there with uh but I also really love I'm only me when I'm with you. I feel like mm-hmm. that's like a preview of the Fearless era in a really nice way. Fearless is tough because there's so many great songs. I put Tell Me Why That The Way I Loved You and Forever and Always, I think are. Three just ones that I want more attention to be paid to, and so that's why I love them very much. Hey, Steven is also great. Mm. Uh, speak now. Uh, I love mine. I'm this is not. I'm not saying one song. Sorry, <laughs> but if <laughs> yeah, I was but... gonna pick one song, I guess I would say Last Kiss. But I would say Justice for Mine, Speak Now, Dear uh. John, Mean. All great. Like Speak Now is such a great album. Ten out of ten I think, all the way around. I,
1: I, oh, absolutely. I think the bridge of Last Kiss is like maybe my favorite bridge of hers. It's devastating. Oh.
0: Devastating.
1: Like I'll 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 watch you uh I'll watch your
0: life in pictures like I I used I, to watch you sleep. Oh my god. Amazing. <laughs> uh red is all too well. Like, period. <laughs> like I trying to think if there's anything close. There's not really. I knew you were trouble. It's great. Um, 1989, I would say, um, obviously Blank Space, Out of the Woods, also Clean. I feel like you should have mentioned Clean. because Clean, clean is beautiful. Stuff. Yes. Uh, reputation, New Year's Day, um, Lover, I would say Cornelia Street as well, and uh, Cruel Summer as well. Death by a Thousand Cuts always is moving up and up in my list, though. I love that fucking song. It's
1: so great.
0: It's great. It's great. Folklore, I would say Exile or Last Great American Dynasty. Um, Evermore, I would say Marjorie as well. I do like Tis the Damn Season. Uh, And then Midnight's You're on Your Own Kid. But I will say would have, should have, (laughs) could have, whatever it (laughs) is, is moving up on my list as well. Yeah, I think it, those two songs are just so so brilliant. Highlights in her entire discography. Excellent, excellent artist who has a lot of great songs in that discography.
1: Matt Palmer, we have so much overlap in our favorite I Taylor know. songs for each uh, for each album. I feel like I, I feel like Taylor is an artist that like you and I like tend to agree on a lot with each other.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. and I'm like I'm trying to think of other artists that we would have a similar connection about, and I'm like maybe Beyonce. I don't know if Mariah, I feel like sometimes you like some stuff that I'm like, I don't hear what you're
1: hearing, AKA <laughs> pedals. <laughs> listen, pedals is a classic and is my national anthem, and I go to bed humming it every night.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you do. But yeah, I feel like there was, when you were going through it, I was like, yes, I hear a lot of what you're saying. I feel like there was nothing that I violently disagreed with. I think you give, I think he knows a lot. <laughs> I've listen, always thought you did.
1: Listen, I, I, I. I. That's why I said it's not my favorite off of Lover anymore. But when Lover first came out, you know I was all about it. Also, as far as Reputation goes, you know I love King of My Heart, and you are so rude about it. Oh, <laughs> King of My Heart is great.
0: I hate that melody. King of Man. <laughs> <laughs> like just, ugh, I just don't. It's not for me. You it's don't like.
1: Me. You don't like a dip in there. Like, I, it's just be. like. <laughs> it just doesn't. No. No. Yeah, you don't like a dip down, and you don't like chromatic ups. I didn't know those were my rules. Thank you for figuring that out. After knowing you for a decade, I very, very much know exactly what you like.
0: I do like when we listen to songs separately and you're like, oof, Matt Palmer's going to hate it. Because then I'm like, I do. I do hate him.
1: (laughs) But it's always crazy when we listen to something and I'm like, Matt Palmer is going to hate this. And you end up loving it. And I'm
0: just like, girl, get get it together. This is so off brand. Remember when you thought that I hated Lover when we first started the review for some reason I was like, "Oh yes. no, I love the album actually."
1: <laughs> yes, like, because what? our because okay, the day it came out/leaked, slash leaked, yep. um <laughs> uh, I had I listened to it and then I had lunch with our friend Corey and so he did not like Lover because he ha- very much has like a Jack Antonoff blind
0: spot. He um, also just hates Taylor Swift, like let's be honest.
1: <laughs> he's he also is just a grump. What can we say? Um and uh and so I had lunch with him, and he was just like, "Oh, can you believe that album? Oh my God! I did blah 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 blah." And he was talking about how much he disliked it, and I was just like, "Wait a minute! Did we listen to the same album? Because I absolutely loved it." And right. um, and we were and we were talking about uh, what's the song "False God." And and I was like, oh, that one's not my favorite. And Corey was like, oh, that's the only one I liked. And Matt Palmer agrees with me. And I interpreted that as Matt Palmer agrees with me that the album isn't good. But he was right. actually saying Matt Palmer agrees with me that he loves False God. Yeah, False and, God is great. And so and so I went into that. If you guys watch our Lover uh, album review, I go into that video thinking like I'm like bracing myself because I'm like, okay, <laughs> Corey told me that Matt Palmer doesn't like the album how do I defend it and not sound stupid?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, luckily you didn't have to because I thought it was great. Yeah, so. (laughs) Thought it was great. So Matt Steele, I have a question for you. Yes. I'm worried to ask it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be worried. You have to just dive in and be brave. What has been giving you moments, darling?
1: So if you're new to this podcast, you might not know (laughs) that I am... The number one Damien Chazelle stand on the planet. He is my father. I would, I would give anything for him. And so I, of course, was looking forward to Babylon for a long, long, long time. Especially when I heard that it was over three hours long and it was just oh. craziness. But then, of course it people started well first people started seeing it and they were like this is a masterpiece and then like the embargo got lifted and it was just very the reviews were very divided like people were either like 100 10 out of 10 this is a masterpiece and other people were like this is pure insanity and i cannot watch this so the reviews were very divided so of course i was foaming at the mouth with excitement but i also went into it being like listen the reviews are divided. I'm going to have to brace myself for maybe some flaws and and everything. And so mm-hmm. maybe maybe it won't be the best thing I've ever seen. And guys, what I saw that day, last Friday, was a masterpiece. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is, for those of you who don't know... It, is, it follows three main characters. One is Brad Pitt, who's like this giant movie star. The other one is Margot Robbie, who's this aspiring movie star. And the other one is Diego Calva, who is this guy new to L.A. And he's like trying to work his way up in the system. And it just follows them throughout their journeys. And it takes place in the 1920s and 30s and is inspired by that era. But like it's not trying to recreate that era at not at all but like it's not it's mm. not trying to recreate that era like super super um uh, staunchly like like it really takes a lot of liberties it's it's looking at the 1920s and 1930s Hollywood through a 2022 lens, which is what I felt like La La Land was very much doing um, with Oof. that movie, like looking at that era of movies um, in a 2016 lens. And so people were like, oh, this isn't completely accurate. And it's like, bitch, that's the point. <laughs> but anyway, so just it is, it is just pure debauchery. And like you see, the most insane things on that screen within the first two minutes: an elephant shits on the camera lens, and like, it's it's just oh, chaos. There's God. naked people. There's people having sex with everyone. There's hedonism. There's drugs. There's peeing on each other's faces. It's nuts, and it yeah. is so wildly entertaining and moving. And a thing that people are saying is like, "Oh, this movie's messy. It's messy. It's messy." It's messy. and I was sitting there watching, and I'm like, I'm waiting for it to start to get messy, because the stuff that's happening with the characters, of course, is messy. These are messy characters. We're watching, like, the height of their careers, and then all of a sudden, talkies happen. Like, so uh, it's basically the downfall of silent films, and it shows how, like, all their careers just, like, are destroyed. And so it's like, you know, there's the highs of the beginning, and then it plummets. And so, like, there's mess as far as, like, that goes. But, like, in terms of storytelling, I felt like it was so cohesive so straightforward the way each of the characters was so even like you know with stories like that where you're following a bunch of different people usually like there are time like there's like a stretch of time that goes by where you don't uh, see someone for a while and you're like oh i didn't really connect with this character as much and blah, blah, blah and like this story got lost but like everything felt so even and like I was following everything 1,000%. And I was never confused. I was always on board. Like, I, I don't know what people are talking about, like, in terms of messiness. Because that story to me was crystal clear. I, like, I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed. I can't wait to see it again.
0: You have a question, Matt Palmer? <laughs> I do. I wonder, do you think you're pitching this sh- movie and your description of the shitting on the camera and peeing everywhere and all this vile stuff you've described as something people want to see? Because if you review the chat, you've probably turned off half the people from wanting to see it. Is that the goal?
1: Well, look, if you're somebody who's like stomach is turned by like seeing something like that, then like, know. You, uh, you you know it, it might be hard to watch or whatever but like uh-huh. it, it it's just it's just so entertaining and just the, the way Damien Chazelle knows how to pace a movie is just mind-blowing to me though the way he builds tension in every single scene and better yet the way he resolves tension is just it's just so like pristine and and I I just something about the way he puts things on film and the way he edits things the way of course he works with music it, it just speaks to me and it he just speaks my damn language I, I, and also I saw the movie um in a movie theater in Princeton, New Jersey, which is where he is from and so I like to think that maybe he was one day sitting in that exact seat when he was a oh, child God, like this me. Is deluded. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like. I absolutely, absolutely
0: loved it. Well, I am glad you enjoyed it. Even if it's not a movie for everyone, it's a movie for you, and that is a lovely thing.
1: Uh, it's it's just so thoroughly and and like I'm I'm being dramatic with like the you know the uh, yes the elephant does poop and like crazy <laughs> things happen. People are doing drugs and there's like orgies or whatever. But like. Still, the story is so, so strong to me. And just the way the story plays out, that ending is just mind-blowing. I loved every single moment of it. I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Well, I'm glad you loved it.
0: I really am. Yeah. I'm glad so I encu- he's your
1: guy. So look, I encourage everyone to give it a chance. <laughs> I I encourage everyone to, you know, try new things. It's... It's just so – it's just such a – even if, like, obviously, like, there are so many different layers of the story and how it's done, how it's filmed that, like, you can peel away and analyze and, like, I feel like you can write a million dissertations on everything about it. But at the end of the day, it is just flat out entertaining. Like, the way everything plays out is just so entertaining to me and – I had a great time in that
0: theater I, baby. And I th- I truly think that's great. I want you to enjoy every moment in the theater as much as you enjoyed Babylon. I even if for me from what you described I will never see it, I'm glad you <laughs> loved it. I really
1: am. <laughs> yeah, like you would watch some of the things and like be be have your, you know, hand over your chest and gasp about and everything. Yes. So, you know, if, if that's not for you, what can you do? You know, what but can you um, What can you do? What what can you do? But I loved it. I'm seeing it at least two more times in theaters. Um, and, uh, I'm going to be talking about it for, I mean, I've been talking about it nonstop on Twitter. Like people probably want to like have my account, like blocked by (laughs) like a totally like canceled or whatever from Elon or whatever, like report this motherfucker. He's just too obsessed with this movie. But I will say like, cause when it first came out, people were just like, oh my God, what a disaster. What a disaster. LOL. But like the Babylon hive in the past week and a half has, has been growing. Online, at least from what I've been seeing, maybe it's because it's my algorithm and it's just showing me that. But I I just I just just know that 10 years from now, people, there will be so many more people who are just like, wait a minute, this movie's actually fucking excellent.
0: Well, we'll check back in in 10 years and we'll see how many people are with you.
1: It will still be one one twenty three, because as we said (laughs) earlier, we do not acknowledge time.
0: Why would we? Why yeah. would we? Um, well, for me, I talked about a lot of content I consumed over this break. And I have to say, I, a, a film that I rewatched on the plane. To Atlanta and then stopped and then on the way back from Atlanta and finished it that I want to talk about and just remind us of the brilliance of is a movie called Other People. It Mm. is by Chris Kelly and he is the uh, showrunner and creator of uh, The Other Two, which is on HBO Max now and is going into its third season. It's very funny, very good. Other People stars Jesse Plemons and Molly Shannon and Jesse Plemons is essentially playing Chris Kelly. He's like uh, a... UCB New Yorker who uh, is out of college and I think writes for SNL but is trying to do more television writing and is making a hard transition. His mom, Molly Shannon, uh, gets diagnosed with uh, breast cancer, I believe. And so he moves home to Sacramento, I want to say, to be with his mom during her. Um, you know, during her treatment and everything. And it's just one of those movies that has so much heart, is so hilarious, as well as it's devastating. Like, this isn't a spoil because it's literally the opening shot of the film. Molly Sh- Shannon, you know, is no longer going to be with us by the end of the film, but you get to see... This transition and how he's trying to make sense of it uh, through the eyes of this kid who's trying just, you know, still trying to find his way. He's just getting out of like a very long relationship with a guy in New York, and uh, his dad is still not accepting of him. Like the family goes to New York to see a-, a UCB performance, and his dad won't even go upstairs to their apartment. It's just like there's so much happening, and also, I mean, underrated cameo in the film. I mean, cameo is not what it was, but a young Josie Toda plays uh, a friend in Sacramento's younger sibling and they're so fucking funny. And it's like, Josie Tota is such a star. I said that when saved by the bell was on, she she is so fucking funny in this film. And at this point she's like, I don't know, 12, 11 maximum. And you know how I feel about kids performing. If you're not great, I will not say it, but that young child Excellent. A performer's performer. Brilliant. I want Josie Tota and everything forever and always. Molly Shannon is going to break your heart. Bradley Whitford is the dad. And as awful as he is, he does a great job. Um, Maud Apatow. I was like looking at the little sisters, that um, Jesse Plemons's little sisters in the film. And I was like, are you on Euphoria? And she is. I was <laughs> like, that's the little Apatow girl. So I did not realize that the first time I watched it. I also had forgotten about the relationship between Jesse Plemons and the little the younger sisters because I think the first time I was watching it I was so focused on his relationship with his mom and his dad that I f- didn't notice their relationship and what the situation was there and that was really brought out to me in this rewatching. I just think it's a film that really holds up, is lovely. Chris Kelly is a genius and I just think everyone should watch it. And if you haven't watched the other two, which I'm sure you have at this point because it's so fucking brilliant. Watch those first two seasons and thank me later because it is I would say the best show on television comedically like and that's not like a drama in any way. I would say the best comedy on TV. Abbott Elementary is also up there, but two two both two very different very great shows. This is more Um, you know, adult than Abbott, which is more family friendly. So watch the other two and watch other people. I think it's just available on iTunes. I had downloaded it onto my iPad. So it was easy for me to fly and watch. And, you know, I watched that instead of watching Mariah at the Tokyo Dome, which was an option on Delta. So that should say a lot.
1: You know, we call that restraint. Hello. You, you watch something that you've already seen five million times, <laughs> and instead, you, or you watch something that uh, you've only seen like a couple times instead of something that yes. you've seen about five million times. I'm proud of you. I mean, who's going to play me in the movie? Is the question. I, <laughs> I also have a question like are we yes. now like a movie podcast because and are you the movie buff because you just like talked about 12 <laughs> movies in this podcast and <laughs> I know and, and, and of course we talked about Taylor Swift because that's like uh, an obligation of uh, every podcast we have to talk about Taylor Swift but this was a movie uh, that in 2023 is going to be our year
0: of the movie podcast. I guess we're now a movie podcast, at least for one week, because I don't know if I can keep up this pace. Uh, Like, the fact that you see so many movies as they're being released is very impressive. Like, I was so... Even though everything I was watching, I was loving... I was so, like, contented out. Like, now that I'm here and I can just watch my housewives while I'm making dinner. Like, that's, that's the level of engagement I need. Like, to sit in a theater and, like, lights are all down and, like, focus, focus, focus. It's just, it's a lot, it's a lot of work, you know?
1: Well, that's how I feel about TV. Like, it's a lot of work. <laughs> um, but, like, but that's also why I, I'm such a staunch, like, I have to see this the week or the weekend or the weekend after it comes out. Because, mm. like, I know if I get behind, especially this time of year, I'm just never going to be able to catch up. So right. that's why I was just like no I need to get my butt in the movie theater. I like I I was like I need to see Avatar because oh and I saw also saw Avatar. It was excellent. Um <laughs> um <laughs> I I saw that before I flew to New Jersey. I was and people were like why didn't you just wait to go to New Jersey to see Avatar? And I was just like because I needed I needed to see it as soon as I possibly could because I would also have like the weight of that like I have to see that like while I'm right. in Jersey and you know. And it's just like, and no, it's it's just Babylon. For, I just want to focus on Babylon <laughs> while, I'm in, um, while I'm in Jersey.
0: And I'm like, maybe was I just trying to avoid listening to SZA's 22-track album because it just seems so daunting to me? And I hear it's excellent. I hear every song is good. I have not listened because I'm just like, that's so many songs. <laughs> it's so many songs. But I'll listen. Hopefully this time next week I'll have an opinion about SZA because she's the biggest thing in the world right now. And we love to see a lady win. I loved her first record, Control. But just that number of tracks... It's, it's, you know this is, So when you guys request that I listen to a deluxe re-release 25th anniversary 25-track album, know that this is my feeling. <laughs> That's what I want you to know, that I'm walking into your David Archuleta re-release with this attitude.
1: Because <laughs> well, it's too long. I just want to say all you people in the chat are just like, oh, I could never sit through a three-hour movie. How dare they? Blah, 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 blah. When y'all are requesting like 24-track albums <laughs> – us listen to
0: i mean and that is too many I mean, tracks
1: i'm that is Ma- too many tracks
0: matt Steele hasn't made a lot of points i agree with on this podcast but i do agree with that one <laughs> so i hear that i did hear i that. did
1: i listen to the 48 track babylon soundtrack today yes but <laughs> some of those some of those tracks are like 50 seconds long so
0: all right well is there anything else you want to tell the people today i don't think so girls Guys, we love you. We're so happy to be ha- be back and happy 2023. Next week we'll be in the same room again. Can you we'll believe? Be the, we'll be in the same room again, but it will still be one one twenty three. It will still be one one twenty three. It's true. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and we'll be back next week with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye.